My wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Our big questions for this week. Did Jesus really rise from the dead? Is Jesus more than just a great moral teacher? Did he really rise from the dead? Does the resurrection matter? Is Jesus the only way to salvation? Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, Welcome to you, Helen. Thank you, Gary. Tell me, Helen, did I repeat myself then? Uh, Yeah, you did, actually. Now, that's not very good at all, isn't it? (laughs) That's all right. I can almost say it word for word. Uh, Tell me, how's your week been? Fantastic. That's what happens when you don't let your mind go into gear and it goes into overdrive before it jumps into gear. That's right? so, true. That's, that's true. true, yeah. yeah. Tell me, Helen, um, so what have you been up to uh, this uh, this week? Uh, well, I've been very, very busy, been busy um, visiting and uh, still observing the social distancing, of course, mm-hmm. but it's lovely to be able to get out and meet some of the, you know, spend time with the parishioners and what have you. It really yeah. is good to be able to get is. get out, to be able to touch base with yes. people. I know myself and my wife just, uh, was it last night, we, we went into North Adelaide here and we were able to get ourselves a seat outside uh, at, the, uh, uh, at one of the Indian eating places and it was wonderful. That was the first time, I think, in almost a, a month and a half that yes. we've had the opportunity to actually do that yeah and just to see the smiles on people's faces i still put my hands behind my back because i want to give them all a hug but um, can't do that yet yeah i've been busy been at um, some meetings i went to the um, torrance valley interchurch council the other day i had to learn what that was fantastic and that was great met a lot of lovely lovely ministers and a couple of ladies there as well I really had a ball. It's it wonderful to see the number of ladies who are starting to, to lead in, in ministerial-type yes. roles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, going out tomorrow again, out, it's going to be a beautiful day, they tell me, so I've decided that I've got to go to Springton and visit someone, and then mm. I'm up to um, Woodside and then Kersbrook. I, I, I used to pastor a number of churches in the Adelaide Hills, and one of the things I used to really appreciate was being able to visit people driving through the hills because oh, I'd visit you? someone and then half an hour later I'd have to, have to go and visit somebody else. But driving through the hills was such an incredible blessing, particularly past the vineyards and all the vines. But right now it's even better blessing because not only do we have the green grass, we have all those beautiful coloured trees. And I saw mm. a tree yesterday, Weeping Willow. And I mention it because I've only ever seen green weeping willows. This one was like it was gold, mm. the yellow of the leaves, and it was just, it was striking. That, yeah. that, that is really something. We, mm. we are really blessed to be living in this part of the hills. You know, if anyone hasn't driven up recently, particularly in autumn into the Adelaide Hills, mm. it's something that you just have to do because it's something that to me inspires me with the Creator's hand every time I drive through the Adelaide Hills. I used to really enjoy doing it mm. and putting on a little bit of music in my car and I'd actually have some, some Christian music playing, watching the most beautiful sights outside and just really enjoy 
enjoying the privilege of ministry to mm. people in the Adelaide Hills. You'll be pleased to know, Gary, that coming home we were later than we anticipated and so we listened to the drive through all the way home and it worked beautifully on my phone. didn't work on the radio in the car, but I got it all the way on my phone. That's fantastic. So See the benefit of having the Faith FM Australia <laughs> app? That's, uh, that's <laughs> wonderful. That's good. I put that plug in. Uh, t- tell me, Helen, do you have a, a bucket list of, of post-COVID jobs that you need to do? Uh, well, I'd like to say yes, but I'm sorry. I've just been so busy I haven't even been able to think. <laughs> To be honest with you, um, I have a bucket list of jobs that I'd like to get done, COVID or not COVID, but uh, I'm really just taking it a day at a time, wherever God sends me, whatever he wants me to do. I'm his. Indeed, indeed. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've got to admit, I'm probably in exactly the same category as well mm. because I've got so much that I have to do. In fact, I thought life was going to slow down oh. uh, during COVID. It didn't. It sped up. So I'm actually looking forward to it being over yes. uh, so that I can actually slow down a little bit. Although, please don't let my bosses know about that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I couldn't believe it, you know, when... when um Matthew and I got together and he said, we, we won't be having a holiday. You know, and he told the church, he said, we'll probably be busier. And I thought, oh, come on, you know, we're going to be home. We're yeah. going to do Zoom. Oh, I wanted to throw Zoom out of the window after the second week. And <laughs> actually within the first three days, I said, to, I said to Matt, I said, I can't believe how busy I am. I haven't even had time to make the bed. What is it? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like you. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to is, though, that people then hopefully won't be at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, it'll be good to actually yes. be able to come through those uh, those types of issues. Yeah. I just hope people aren't getting too complacent and that we get a second or a third wave. Yeah. Hate yeah, to see yeah, that. Yeah. And mm. certainly with winter coming on, that is certainly, yes. the, certainly the danger. Mm. Let's come to, to some music. This is the Fountain View Academy, Champion of Love. Beautiful song, powerful song. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? I want to introduce to you in this corner of the good and Stands a champion robed in white His height exceeds the heavens His weight outweighs the world His reach reaches everywhere His age is evermore He is higher than the highest Greater than the great No one will ever take His power away He is mightier than the Of the day you rose to retain the title, champion. 
That was Fountain View Academy, Champion of Love. What a powerful song that is. Welcome again to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Adventist Church. This week we're asking questions concerning Jesus Christ. Did Jesus really exist? Is Jesus more than a great moral teacher? Did he really rise from the dead? Does the resurrection matter? That's the question we're dealing with today. Is Jesus, tomorrow we're asking, the only way to salvation? But before we move to our question, I must share an update with you on world religious trends. You know, my friends, the world religious, religious, the world, the religious world is changing before our eyes. These are trends that I don't believe that we can ignore. Just today, I received the annual report that was presented by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Uh, This was released just yesterday. Amazing comments by the executive chair in his introductory comments to his report from 2019. This is what he said. It's very hard to find the words to express the moment that we are now living in. Speaking of danger and destruction is never easy. Worse, what is being said is not being heard. It's being ignored. It's being denied. It's being belittled because it's too awful and people think you sound like a crackpot. We're not supposed to utter the truth about the power of mankind to destroy itself. It's profoundly deviant to our contemporary culture. I think back to the prophets of old. Yeah, he's quoting the Bible to Isaiah and Jeremiah. They weren't listened to either. Prophets, he says, may not know the future. But they warn of danger that they see ahead. If there's even just one in a hundred chance that the warnings from scientists and experts are correct today, then we are truly in a very dangerous moment. We live in a world of vast, deep and pervasive complacency. So that's why the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists has the atomic clock. And that's why it's been moved closer to midnight than at any other time. You might recall that that clock has now been moved to just 100 seconds to midnight. Now, critics may call this a a gimmick. Well, how else can we communicate where we're at and the seriousness of the moment. How else can we sound the alarm to the Democrats, the Republicans, the Independents, the the millionaires, the billionaires and the media owners who carry on as if nothing is wrong? How else can we communicate that we're on the Titanic about ready to hit an iceberg. My friends, when I read that from the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, this is a reputable organisation. This isn't some crackpot outfit out there. To me, I was staggered. Helen, what are your thoughts on what uh, uh, what this uh, uh, executive chairman said? Well, I was astounded. That would be the first thing that came into my head. Uh, the second thing is that he is actually quoting from the Bible. That's That astounded me as well. Yeah. Because that that wasn't how it started, but he brought that in, and he is he is right as far as that's concerned. I mean, if we were to look up Daniel twelve, we would see that 
it reminds us uh, what he's been saying in Scripture. In Luke twenty one twenty five. do you have that there, Gary? Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, Helen, to, to me, that's that. the thing that really stands out at me because what we've got here is this is almost, I would suggest, a biblical language that is being employed talking about our world today. Let me read to you from uh, Revel, um, Daniel chapter 12 and uh, it's verse uh, verse 1. At that time, speaking of our age, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there will be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. At that time your people shall be delivered. But, uh, my fr- but as I looked at that, Helen, I sort of turn around and say, hey, here's the prophet Daniel. He's saying something similar that so many uh, ignore in the scriptures and yet the same thing is being written in the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Mm. Let me also counter that with Luke, if I may. What does Luke say? Luke 21, 25. It says here, and I'm reading from the New, New Living Translation, it said, and there will be strange signs in the sun, moon and stars and here on earth the nations will be in turmoil... That's important, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Perplexing, perplexed by roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified of what they see coming upon the earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we may be linked right now with the doomsday cult, yeah. um, Gary, but these are important times. And, he, and this gentleman that you read about, he, he does say it's 100 seconds before doomsday. Mm-hmm. You know, you visualize that clock and that it's just ticking, getting closer and closer. For me, um, I, I see around men's heart are, men's heart are failing them for fear. People yeah. are frightened of the times we're in. Yeah. It's not just the atomic side, but they're frightened of the, the COVID virus and, and other things that are happening, the violence and what have mm. you. Yet Jesus predicted these things would mm. come to pass. I'm not afraid. I'm hopeful because I believe in Christ and I believe these things are going to happen before he returns. And that is going to be the climax of all things. The thing that really stands out to me, though, is that what we find in the in the Christian scriptures are words that for many years have been despised by many in the community. And yet right now we're in a situation where on this occasion it's the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Now this isn't a a crackpot group of people. These are highly educated individuals. If you want to download this, folks, you can download it on the internet. It's totally totally free. And you'll be staggered by some of the things which are actually said. One of the things that stands out to me included in that bulletin is the 2020 clock statement the bullet the uh, uh, the atomic scientists of course are the ones who run the atomic clock and for many years people have laughed about this because they judge it as so many minutes to midnight Every year uh, in the early 2000s, it was out at about 17 minutes. It was a long way from midnight. But since that time, it's progressively come closer and closer until most recently it's been changed to seconds to midnight. It's now 100 seconds to midnight. Uh, This is the the secular world. This is their commentary on the world in which we are living right now. That's so important, Gary. When when I saw the date of this was yesterday. Yeah. How more update can you be? Yeah. And when yeah. we read scripture, although it's an old book, it is so up update today. It's so relevant. Yeah. Today. Yeah. 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 
Helen, I, I really believe that this is something, this is a trend that we need to be aware of. We need to know where we are in this earth's history because to me certainly the scriptures are indicating that something yes. seems to be taking place. I don't think we can ignore it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's come to, to some music. Uh, this is uh, Heritage and No More Night.
gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. That's a fantastic uh, little book. Uh, Love uh, The Great Controversy. I've read it a number of times myself. Hey, if you can get hold of it, it's well worth uh, reading it. Have you had a go at reading it, uh, Helen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah. the last few chapters, which yeah. is so relevant today. They are. They are. They really speak about the times in which we're living, yeah. don't they? Yeah. It's a great book if you love history, too, by the way. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Adventist Church. This week we're asking, did Jesus really exist? Is Jesus more than just a great moral teacher? Did he really rise from the dead? And today, does the resurrection matter? And then tomorrow, is Jesus the only way to salvation? But let's come to that big question for today. Helen, does it really matter whether Jesus rose from the dead? I mean, isn't Maybe it could be a a worthy fable like Santa Claus. You know, I mean, worthy fables are you know they're good for for children, old people, aren't they? Uh, the whole thing about those fables about Santa Claus is we find out fairly early that it is a fable. It is, yeah. yeah. I have not had any evidence that the story of Jesus is a fable. Okay. In fact, last night I believe you covered that with Len, mm. and. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that what the Bible says is true. But let me just share a few things with you. Yeah, does it really matter whether Jesus rose from the dead? Hopefully I can bring forward a few points. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Helen. But just just before I start, I just want to read this out to you. It says, The greatest man in history had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. His name is Jesus. And in looking at that, as I said, you covered last night about did he really rise from the dead? You are convicted that he did, Gary? Indeed. Indeed. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why does it matter? Well, I just jotted down a few things here. And for one thing, the resurrection power... Uh, shows me that Jesus is is the Son of God. Yeah. And in fact, there's a text that covers that in Romans one four. What book are you in there, Gary? Yeah, I'm um, sorry, I'm not quite there just yet. Uh, Romans one uh, one four, mm-hmm. and uh, and it says this: and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Right. So, what does that mean? It means that he was resurrected, which showed me that he was the Son of God. That's what that's saying. Yeah. That yeah. So in other words, the, the first century church actually believed this wasn't a faith statement in the first century church. 
this was a statement of fact yes. to the first century church. I believe so, yes, because it, it meant that every claim that Jesus had made about his deity, about his authority, about his power to forgive sins, the kingdom, his relationship to God, every one of those was true mm. because we've seen that he is the son of God. And, you know, to me, that meant that the father... Um, as God as a father, that relationship, it was vindicated, or I should say sin, was vindicated by God's, uh, Jesus' glorious resurrection. Yeah. Sorry, I stumbled over that a bit. Um, let's just have a look at John 11.25. John yeah. 11.25. Okay, let's let's have a look at this uh, at this particular passage uh, because this is uh, uh, this is important. John eleven and verse uh, verse twenty five says says this. Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live." This is an amazing claim to make, isn't it, uh, mm. Helen? But doesn't it give you a reason why the resurrection matters? That's right. That's yeah. right, because because here we've got one of the classic statements of uh, of John that if the resurrection could happen to Jesus Christ, if he is the resurrection and the life, then the same thing is actually possible for you and me. Amen. It gives us hope. Mm. Have you been reading my notes, Gary? That's coming. I I, <laughs> I haven't been. But. That's okay. I thought it was interesting when I was thinking about it too. It matters because Jesus was actually vindicated before God. God found that the sacrifice of his son, he found it acceptable. Yeah. You know, yeah. because someone had to pay for the sins. Yeah. And he yeah. took them yeah. on his shoulders, yeah. our sins. And then God, it says in the Bible, was God's wrath. And this is the wonderful story of the cross, isn't it? Yes, that, yes. That which man could not do for himself, God did for him. And you get a sacrificial death that actually took place there and that man is able to be restored into the image that he was originally. Amen. And that's because the resurrection matters because the sacrifice of Jesus was fully satisfied the wrath of God. So there was another one. I jotted down here that the resurrection vindicates us. That's it vindicates an us. Vindicates us. Or let me say it justifies us. Mm-hmm. You know, through a holy and living God. If we t- accept him and believe, what did he say here? You will live, he will live, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Now, it's not because we believe in reincarnation. No, it means eternal life. And and that, to me, says the resurrection matters. Are, are you saying, Helen, that the resurrection is more important than Christ's sacrifice? Ah, that's a very interesting question, because if he, didn't, he wasn't resurrected, his sacrifice was in vain. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, in fact, I think I've got that on my next lot of notes. That That's why I said, are you reading my notes, Gary? That if there was no resurrection, no supreme vindication of Jesus' divine identity, no proof of his triumph over sin and death, no foreshadowing of the resu- resurrection of his followers, no Christian hope, and you know, no miracle. I, I, I really appreciate what you're saying there because I'm so conscious that this is something that the, the great apostle Paul 
actually said in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and it's verse thirteen and onwards. And if I can, if I can just read this, mm, this is one of the uh, one of the most powerful passages in the entire New Testament. I, I believe it says this: "But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith." Is also empty. Yes, and then we would be found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not in fact raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. But if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ, they have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. You know, Helen, as I, as I read this particular passage, it's actually a passage that I've often read when I've been standing at a graveside taking a funeral and I will have shared what's in the, you know, at the church or at, in, in the chapel. But then as we go graveside just to commit the body, uh, this is one of the passages that I'll often read because what Paul is attempting to say here is that the uh, Christ himself is in fact the first fruits of what is going to happen on our own behalf. In other words, for the believer, just as the resurrection happened to Jesus Christ, so the resurrection is able to happen to you and me. Amen. But Helen, I'm taking over your job right now. <laughs> okay. You're supposed to be sharing this right now. I'm sorry about that. You're doing a good job there, Gary. Oh, Don't dear. Stop. Uh, there was another thing that came to my mind, and that was the resurrection gives us assurance that Christ is our high priest mediating for us, which took a bit further. If I look at 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, this one tells me, and perhaps while I'm doing that, could you look up Philippians 2, 9 for me, please, Gary? So if I read out um, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, it says here, For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. And he became that because he was able to rise from the dead mm. and he took up his place in the most holy place yeah. as our yeah. priest. Gary, what have you got on Philippians 2.9, please? Yeah, Philippians 2.9. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Beautiful. Mm. I love the song, Jesus' name above all names. It's a powerful song, isn't it? Yeah. What about 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57? First Corinthians 15. Mm-hmm. 54 to 57. 54 to 57. Mm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We mustn't, uh, mustn't <laughs> forget this. It, it says this. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then will be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? You know, these are the words that that uh, uh, great English poet John, John Donne, he wrote a, a poem, death, be not proud, death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. And uh, what we actually have here is the words of, some of the words of that poet uh, of that uh, uh, poem written by John Donne 
in its original form. Mm. I, I love what is actually being presented here because what's giving us is incredible hope. And death is not the fearsome thing that uh, that so many in this world fear. It's not the end of the world. There are some who who, who run around with you only live once uh, badges uh, on uh, on their person. Whereas in actual fact, Scripture says, no, no, no. It's not you will only live once. What it says is you're going to live again. You know, and to me, this is the most wonderful hope that you can uh, that we can possibly present. Does that mean that everybody's going to live again, Gary? Yeah, it's that's, uh, that's, that's a challenging question. It? Everyone has the opportunity, yes. but there is a uh, there is a choice here, and and this is the power of the scriptures. What the scripture is saying is, hey, if you want to live again, uh, this is how to live, and but. It does challenge us. It does. And, uh, you know, this is, this is something, this is why the scriptures are just so important and so powerful. Tell me, Gary, did God want death in the first place? No, no, He never no, wanted that. No, that's certainly, the, that's certainly the teaching of the entire scriptures. You know, death has come in as a result of something, as a result of a choice that man took right back at the very beginning. But, you know, what God has done has given us another choice. And I love that uh, that way in which we are given another choice that, in fact, if we want to live forever, we're actually able to do that. Uh, Thank you, Gary. Is there not a text in Scripture that said God doesn't want anyone to perish? But that all should come to repentance. Absolutely. Peter, Peter speaks of that. I should have asked you to read this before. 1 Corinthians 15, go to 20 to 28 for me, please, Gary. Uh, this is First Corinthians 15, yes. 20, uh, 20, 20 and 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For, how far did you want me to go? Sorry. 28. To 28, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for since by man death came, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all, di- all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one after its own order. Christ is the first fruits. Afterwards, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father and he puts an end to all rule and all authority and all power for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says he has put all things under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all and in all. Amen. Now, if we had have read that before, that other one, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four fifty seven, you would have been working up to a real crime climax, wouldn't you? No, I, I, I should stop preaching, Helen, and uh, and allow you to share our it's, Bible it's, study. It's all right. I see. I will stop preaching. I, I see our time is running through very very quickly. Let me just say, for me, the they were the reasons why the resurrection matters. Mm. Absolutely, and as you say, if there was, if Christ hadn't been born. There wouldn't have been a resurrection. If Christ had not died on the cross and there wasn't a resurrection. Yeah. If Christ had not risen from the dead, would we have a resurrection? 
It's actually the forerunner yes. of our own resurrection. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to sort of say before we go on to some music, which I think you're edging to do, Gary, um, with Christ, it's absolutely endless hope. The mm. Bible confirms that. We have a blessed hope yeah. to look forward to. But let me say to the listeners that without Christ, it will be a hopeless end. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the resurrection wh- matters. And that's why Ephesians is able to say, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And, you know, it's that wonderful grace that we are provided by God. But what it means is that while we are saved now, at the end of time, because the scriptures do speak about an end time, we talk about Jesus coming again. And then you get these beautiful pictures of the same resurrection that occurred to Jesus is going to occur to his followers and they are going to come forth. And to me, I, you know, this is a hope. I, when I run funerals, I share. In fact, I've had, I've had funeral directors come to me and say, uh, Pastor, that is such an amazing, such a wonderful hope that you preach. Uh, do, do you know, it, it, it's such a powerful thing when people who are involved in the industry make that comment to you. But that is the hope that we are following. Amen. Amen. Let's go to, uh, to some music. This is Bill and Gloria Gaither. Go ask. to explain to you how one could start again a heart hearts could soften like a child and don't ask me how to reason out the mysteries of life or how to face its problems with a smile Go ask the man Who's found the way Through tangled roads Back home to stay When all Communications Were destroyed Go ask the child Who's walking now Who once was crippled Then somehow
You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary Our co-host today is Helen Gray Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church And this week we're dealing with the questions Did Jesus really exist? Is Jesus more than a great moral teacher? Uh, Did he really rise from the dead? Does the resurrection matter? Is Jesus the only way to salvation? Today we're concentrating on that question, does it really matter whether Jesus rose from the dead? Helen, bring it all together for us. Does it really matter? How does the reality of the resurrection change an individual's personal life, their future, their their present existence? It gives us hope. I know we've discussed this a little bit before, but I just want to bring a couple of things out. But I say the word hope, and I'd like to keep on saying the word hope because that gives us a reason for living and a meaning in our life. But I'd like also to say that based on the belief that Jesus was raised from the dead um, on the Friday after his crucifixion and that through his conquering of death, all believers will subsequently share in his victory over sin, death, and the devil. And that, to me, gives me the motivation to live 100% for him. Yeah. You know, that he's covering, he, he's taken on, in fact, there's another statement here that I would like to read out. Jesus has power over life and death, as well as power to forgive sins. Now, that, for me, changes me. Yeah. That, for me, deals with my past. 1 John one nine, it says... 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm. Wow. If that doesn't change us, there is something wrong to know that our past is gone. Yeah. That his blood on the cross covered our past Mm. when you think about it. You know, and here we have also that he rose from the dead. He's mediating for us in heaven. You know, as our high priest, a high priest that knows what it was like to walk on this earth, to be tempted as we are. And that just blows my mind, too. He is the creator of life. Mm. You know, um, life is in his blood. He gave his blood for us. He's the creator of life. And he who is life can surely restore life. So whoever believes in Christ has a spiritual life that death cannot conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Where is I, you know, death? Where is yeah. I sting? Yeah. And it can't diminish in any way. And when we realize his power and how wonderful his offer to us really is, how can we not commit our lives to him? To those who believe what wonderful assurance and certainty we have. Since mm. I live, you also will live. Yeah. So here we have the the forgiveness of sins of our past, which changes our mindset now. Yeah. To know that we're forgiven. Here we have in our individual personal life the hope that because he lived, we shall surely live as well. Mm. And the future, well, hello. Yeah. We've yeah. discussed that quite a bit. And and the future is so full of hope, Gary. Yeah. And, so and that, that's the thing that this whole teaching to me is so centered around. Uh, do you know, to me, the thing that I stand in awe at is that in the first cent- to the first century church, this teaching of the resurrection of Christ was not a faith statement. This was a statement of fact. In fact, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 here, he, he, he talks about the resurrection and then he turns around and he says, and this was seen by Peter, then by the twelve, and after that by over 500 brethren all at once. And he starts to list off this huge list of people who actually saw Jesus Christ, the Pharisees couldn't refute what Paul was actually Mm -hmm. saying here because here we have got a statement being made that is evidence based. You know today we live in a world which is hugely evidence based. We want evidence for everything. What Paul is doing here in 1 Corinthians 15 is he is actually presenting the resurrection of Jesus Christ and he's presenting evidence that says it did actually happen and because it happened to him, it can happen to you as well and here's the evidence. You know, I, I sometimes I'm conscious that in our current uh, Christian world, uh, this is one of those beliefs that's based as a uh, that's presented as a faith-based statement. Today, there may be an element of faith in it, but in the first century church, it was evidence-based. And to me, that is something that, if it is true, it impacts my life today. Amen. In actual fact, Gary, I would say it's even the central doctrine. It is the foundation of the Christian faith. Yeah, It yeah. is all wrapped up in that. In fact, Billy Graham made a statement. He said something to the effect of, without the resurrection, the cross is meaningless. Exactly. exactly. Oh, but with the resurrection, 
the cross means so much. And, and that's, it's actually the resurrection that gave the cross its incredible power. Because Amen. you see, there have been many Christian people who have been martyred for their faith. If Jesus hadn't been resurrected, he would have simply have been another a Christian martyr. And there's been thousands of Christian martyrs down through the, through the years. But because of the resurrection, it stands apart. And Christ is able to say, what happened to me is going to happen to you. Gary, let me just add one more thing before we finish, and that is we serve a living Saviour. Yeah. You know, there is, there is an empty tomb. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of um, religions or whatever you want to call them, they believe in a person who is dead in their grave. Yeah. We serve a living Saviour. Yeah. That yeah. is, for me... That gives me something to live for. Yeah, for him. yeah, yeah. That's the that's the teaching of the New Testament, and that's the thing that to me is so powerful, and something that I am so proud of. You know, to be able to be to to be part of those witnesses who have actually been able to see that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. You know, I, I just love to come to this last uh, last song. Uh, we will come back because I wanted to have prayer for our, for our listeners. But our last song is uh, Fountain View Academy, and this song is Showers of Blessing because that's what I believe that we actually receive when uh, we understand what this is actually teaching us. There shall be showers of blessing. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we bring. There shall be showers of blessing, this is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Savior Reviving again Over the hills and the valleys Sound of abundance of rain Showers of blessing Showers of blessing we need Mercy drops round us are falling But for the showers we plead There shall be showers of blessing Oh! 
Welcome back. It's great to have you to Big Q&A. A fantastic uh, question uh, today. Uh, we're asking, does the resurrection matter? Helen, please bring it all together for us. Please have prayer for us because there may be some who have never accepted Jesus Christ, may have never accepted the reality of the resurrection. Please pray for yes, us. let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the showers of blessing that you've given us, not just today, but, Lord, from the time past when we can read in the Bible, Lord, the facts of the resurrection. May they mean something to each one of us. Open our eyes, Lord, and our hearts that we will choose to follow you and follow you right through to the kingdom. We thank you for the knowledge that we have gained today that it was fact way back there in the first couple of centuries. Dear Lord, we just thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank you for coming through the and being resurrected. We thank you for the hope and the promise that you give to us. We give our lives to you. We too will be resurrected to spend eternity with you. May people make that choice, dear Lord, to follow you completely. May the Holy Spirit touch hearts and lives in a profound way right now because now is the day of salvation. That clock is getting closer to 12 father i pray people will make their decision before it's too late bless each listener dear lord and bless gary and his work and ministry here too and thank you for the opportunity of sharing you with everyone i pray these things in the precious loving name of jesus knowing that you've heard our prayer and answered it already in your name amen amen well my friends it does look like our time is up for today Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Helen Gray on Drive Time Big Q&A. Tomorrow we ask, is Jesus the only way to salvation? That's a big question that so many ask today. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy Gavin Chatillier as water to the thirsty.